Happy New Year. Welcome to Art Everywhere. Today my guest is Kay Hella. What's going on? Thank you for having me. What's up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Um, so we've been, we were just talking about how we've been trying to do this for a while, man, and it's like divine timing. Because Eddie just hit me up and he's like, hey, man, what are you, what are you doing? Like, uh, I want to get some B-roll because we're, we're collabing on a, uh, I've been honored to be in, his, in the magazine, in Epiphany Magazine. Go check it out, Epiphany Magazine. Oh, don't worry about hitting that thing, bro. Yeah, I fucking I bumped the mic already. Dude. Thirty <laughs> seconds in, dude, we got to run it we're, back. <laughs> we're pretty casual around here, bro. We, we start from the top. Yeah, we're gonna fuck that. We're starting over. Um, no, nah, bro. It's um, it's good to have you here, man. It's good to have Eddie here. Good to be here. Yeah, dude. It's it's cool, man. So, bro, what's twenty twenty four looking like for you, man? Man, I'm not gonna lie. Nothing. You know, it's as glorious as it needs to be. I'm just. Blue collar working, making music in my free time, chilling with my lady. Got hella fam all around town. I've been spending a lot of time with wrapping up the year. So I'm pretty much just work, staying productive off the clock. I feel like the work never really stops. You know what I mean? No. So. No, if you're, if you're the kind of dude I think you are, tell me if this sounds familiar. Like you get done with your nine to five, whatever. You come home, you sit down to relax and you go, Fuck. I got to do something. I got to do this. Yep. Like, and there's something that's just eating at you that you got to do. That's part of your creative process. Yep. Yep. Definitely nail on the head. Like I can't sit still too long. As much as I, I play video games, I skate, I do a bunch of shit that's like not necessarily productive per se, but if I do it for too long, I'm like, I need to either make a song or make some content or do something. I just like, we don't have that much free time in the day, especially if you work in a nine to five, you know? So take advantage of free time as much as I can being productive, whether it's writing something, studying, you can always learn more. You know how it goes. Yeah, but so tell me, like, what kind of student were you? I'm always curious. Like, when I see somebody as, like, who's got a mind like yours, you know, for those who don't know, you're, like, one of the dopest MCs, like, lyricists, like, your wordplay, all that shit is, like, A1, dude. Appreciate it. Thank so, you. So where does your, like, wh what kind of student were you? Uh, when you say student, are you referring like in school, to like what kind academic, of student? Okay, academic like in, um, like what's the public record? <laughs> yeah, shit. I mean, I always got pretty good grades. Like more so, just I never really looked at school as like a reflection of how smart you were. Just how good could you like? Uh, did you have a system for memorizing stuff or like, could you just dedicate an hour or two to knock stuff out? Like I was always couldn't do what I wanted to do, whether it be video games or skate until I did my homework. So because I had an hour bus ride home every day, I would just do my homework on the bus, knock it out, got pretty good grades, always pulled it through by the end of the year and just stayed on track kind of the same way I work on everything else as an adult, honestly. That's pretty interesting. I know. Well, go on. I was going to say, you would think I'd be like a slack off type teenager with like, I don't know, skating, rapping is like synonymous with somebody who kind of just fucks around, you know? Nah, but, nah, nah, nah. There's, there's, there's a type that yeah, does that. True. And I, and I know the type. They always smell like blunts. <laughs> Backwood residue. These guys always smell like blunts, dude. And blunts are like a very specific smell. It's like you smell them from across the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they always have like, like there's, there's a little something there. But they think it's a lot more than it actually is. Mm. You know, See, and, some of the dopest dudes I know always smell like blunts. But like, yeah, for yeah. Me, but, the, <laughs> but but the dudes like the dudes who weren't good in school, the dudes who were like right, kind of right. slacking, those kind of dudes, like they kind of slack in everything. 
right? Unless they're like really pushing. Yeah. Like I didn't, like I wasn't good in school, but I was like, but I, I, but I excelled at being crafty. Right. That makes hella sense. I had a few friends like that where it's like, they were the brightest people. They could do well and kind of whatever they chose, but they just didn't choose to put that energy into school. Like, I feel like you see that a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see that in the mirror every fucking day, dude. Hey, shit. I really, yeah, I think I got way more focused when I started going to college because it's like now you're paying for it. So you're like, okay, I might as well not waste my time. And like in high school, I would only do like two out of five assignments and just get like a B, you know? But like in college, it's like, let me do everything so I can get a high grade. And you think that at the time it's important to get jobs and shit. And then they just passed something out. They said uh, they're taking the bachelor's requirement off of most jobs now. So that's crazy. Really? I, yeah, I just read that. I don't mean, I get my information on social media, but I just read that <laughs> earlier today. Like they said something about taking the bachelor's requirement off of most entry level jobs. So it's like, I just got my bachelor's last year. Now I'm reading this. This is terrible. <sighs> Well, dude, you know, they pushed college for for so long mm -hmm. and it's a racket, dude. Yeah. It's a racket. They charge you for books. They charge you like $600 for a book and then they buy it back for like oh, 17 yeah. bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they charge the next dude next year 300 bucks. And then when they come out with the next book next year, now that one, they're going to rent that one out for 200 bucks, but it doesn't have all the shit. You know what's funny about that is now that what they started doing too is teachers write their own books and shit. So like you'll have a professor who in order to like do the criteria for their class, you have to buy the book they wrote and published. So it's like they got their own way of getting bread off the students. They'll, they'll say the whole pitch is like the normal book is 200. I'll sell you my book for 120 and it comes with an online key so you can do all the assignments. It's like, okay, that's crazy. So you're just coming up on all, all the students. Yeah, that's fucking, that's diabolical, man. Cause you're just, there's these kids. Think about like when you look back at pictures of yourself when you were 18 mm -hmm. and your friends when they were 18, you're like, what the fuck, dude? We were kids, dude. Yep. Well, how old are you now? 27. 27. That's yep. a that's a big gap. Like you're For sure. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. You you've been through some shit as yeah. an adult now. It's funny you say that because when you saw me at the show last when we talked about doing the podcast. And I had uh, just done Davis, a frat party the day before I did a show. And that was the first time performing. I like felt the age gap. I was like, normally I feel like I still blend in with the early 20s. But this is the first time I stepped on a stage like, damn, I feel kind of old a little right now. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, here's the thing, right? The, the older you get, the more age doesn't matter with somebody like the age gap doesn't matter as much right. like somebody who's 67 and somebody who's 58 right they're gonna have a lot of shit in common yeah just because they live through a lot of shit together but somebody who's 18 and somebody who's 17 like there's like a lot of shit that doesn't really for sure match up yet yeah i mean you run into those same cats you know 15 years down the line you guys are gonna have a lot more to talk about i'm sure yeah but what what specifically do you think happened between high school and now that kind of sent you on the path that you are on now? Because you went to college, mm -hmm. but you know, most MCs dabble in, you know, right. the good ones dabble in higher learning. Start and dip out. Yeah, and yeah, dip yeah, out yeah. like, hey, dude, this ain't, what, 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 what brought you to this point? Um, 
I could answer this hella deep and in, in, in lengthy, but ba- long story short, I've been rapping since I was like 13 and I always knew that that was what I liked to do the most, but I didn't understand at a young age that like, for me as an adult, the easiest way to be happy is to fill my time with what I like as much as possible. So when I first graduated, I had so much doubt and lack of self-confidence that I was too scared to like jump into rap full footed. So it took me like four years after graduating to even put a project out or even think about it. So what I was always doing is halving and halving everything I did. So I put half my effort into school and half my effort into music, which made both of them lower quality. And then eventually when I got into like 24 ish, right, right before COVID hit, I like broke my leg skating and I had a bunch of shit happen. So I couldn't do what I always did, which is just skate, kick it and all that. So I had to really think like, who am I? What am I doing with all my time? Cause my whole identity was like skating and rapping. And now I can't skate and sitting on my ass. I don't want to rap. So here I am 24, just not knowing who I was or what I was doing. So pretty much at that point, I just like play video games for like six months, couldn't walk, was chilling. And then eventually realized like through that time, it kind of just made me realize like all the times I thought I was bummed or down previously, I was nothing compared to what I felt. And it's like, I was really taking all that for granted. I should be skating and rapping and doing whatever I can as much as I can as an adult. Cause for me, at least growing up, I always thought like, Looking into the future, if I was like 27 still doing this, would I be kind of like Jack Black from School of Rock? Am I like a bum who just (laughs) needs to give up already? But now I realize I would rather be 30, 40, 50, whatever, doing as much as I can to do what I love than like punch in and hit a time card. You know what I mean? So that was the the least in-depth answer I could give there. But I feel like, you know what I mean? That was a tough time for me so to come out on the other side i'm just the same skating rapping kid i've been for 10 years well, how, how old did you say you were uh this was four years ago so or three and a half i was 24 broke my leg so yeah you know for yeah. like athletes and shit in high school injuries like a big mental battle but i would never really gotten hurt so i made it all the way to like my mid-20s and then got hurt and then was like oh shit this is what everyone was talking about Cause you know, the kid who goes to school and plays football all year and now he's hurt and can't play football at 17. He has to think who he is. I never went through that. So to do that at 24, when I'm like in the middle of school and working full time and I'm like fresh into this relationship with my girl and stuff, which is still going on. Thank God. Love my girl. (laughs) But yeah, at the time my mind was like going a million miles a minute, could not figure things out. And now I'm just like comfortable who I am rapping, skating, chilling, so yeah, that's that's where we are today. That's how we met at the show. Shit came full circle. Yeah, yeah. Cause um I remember seeing you at uh could you pull that mic a little closer to you? Yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna get a lot of the room oh, yeah, if, word. if the mic's too far away. So I remember seeing you and John Wilde at Sunday morning vibes. Yep, yep, throwback. Yeah, dude. That was like what, like three years ago, four years ago? Um, I actually think it was twenty twenty two. And like, yeah, because we had put out the TikTok of that song Holden that we have together in like July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like July of that year. And then I think we did the Sunday morning vibes in like September, October of the same year. So yeah, it was like 2022 fall. Something like that. That was how weird was that? Like just rapping fucking 10 a.m. Yeah. In a fucking in a little studio. It's funny, like it wasn't that weird to me because one, John's energy is like a he wears no shoes, goes with the wind, you know, like he don't give a fuck. So naturally, if I'm doing anything with him, I just know to expect whatever. Like he made he put me on the spot and made me freestyle at 10 in the morning in front of a (laughs) room of 30 people in an office space. So that was definitely different. 
But uh, I have this story of when like I was going around doing a lot of open mics, probably in like 2019-ish. I was still like getting comfortable in front of people. And I signed up for this open mic in basically like an office. And it was like the worst vibe. And it was not like when you when you go with no written material and you just freestyle, the vibe is everything because you're trying to like look at people and talk about their clothes or something or just like anything but there was no vibe there so i literally stopped mid freestyle and was like i'm le- i'm out of here appreciate y'all like just stopped and it was hella fucking awkward but anyways fast forward <laughs> to like this shit in 2022 so to me it was just another day in the office like fuck it we're out here vibing he's got the guitar singing so i'm like the time is now and then yeah because he, he didn't start off he didn't you guys didn't yeah. start off with that yeah and he, he did was a couple already, songs. like four songs in yep. and he'd like the the format was really cool Cause it'd be like a little interview yep. and then, Hey, you're going to play some songs and then there'd be like some Q and a, and yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, I, so. I'm surprised they haven't done. I know they do those sometimes, but I don't know when the last one they did was. Cause I thought that was, was a dope it was format. A, it was a minute. I was in contact with, uh, I forget. Oh boy's name, man. He's a really nice dude. Yeah. Um, from Sunday morning vibes. And I think he was looking for a venue. Mm, that makes uh, last sense. Last time I, and I, I, I tried to point him in like a couple of directions and I don't know whatever came of that, but, uh, but I thought that was, a, I thought that was cool. Like Sunday morning vibes, like, Oh shit. Yeah, because I used to watch um, CBS early morning. What is Sunday morning on CBS? Okay, like I used to watch that because it'd be like cool. Like they'd have like like indie bands and like yeah, shit yeah, like that yeah. on there. Like early in the morning, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, kind of like when they bring the bands on, like uh, Good Day Sacramento or something in the morning, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it was something like that, dude. And I, I remember um, watching that, and then that vibe was kind of like the same. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm being put on something new. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like the morning news segment without all the boring news. It's just like this dude who's invest or a person who's invested in their art vibing out for a little bit. You hear some music, you hear about them. But I think the cool thing about most like art interviews podcast is you end up covering a lot of life sentiments and just like, because art is a very explorative thing internally. So I've, I find it hard to participate in making art without doing a lot of like exploration of yourself, you know? So when you pull up to something like that, where it's an early morning conversation and music, you end up learning about a lot of that person or maybe just life things in general. I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, dude. I, I remember like your guys' vibe was like fucking like, you know, cool. Like, yeah. You guys are like, these are, these are like, cool dudes because afterwards i like came up i was like hey what's up man nice to meet you blah, blah, blah. you're like oh hey thank you man it's like hey that was cool and yeah. then i talked to john i was like hey bro that's that's cool man and like hey, hey cool cool and i was like man those are fucking cool dudes yeah man thank you it's cool he got me out of my comfort zone a lot because when we first met i was more introverted as far as like i've always been the dude who just wrote hella raps did it all day every day studied it listened to it watched videos rap battles podcasts and just never like shared it because i was too self-conscious so at the time i met him was right actually after i broke my leg and then it was kind of just rebuilding and chilling and labbing all the time and now it's like anytime he would do an open mic or a show he would just call me and i would go and he would make me do the holding verse every time for like months on just in a row the same verse that's why he started making me freestyle because it's like i was doing my own reps and shows but yeah he really got me just to be comfortable and get out of my head and realize like i used to think that you had to be you had to try to be likable as opposed to just be yourself when you're like doing shit around so yeah basically through rap i just kind of found myself and got more chill so it's cool to hear that i left an impression that was positive because when i was younger people would tell me i was like standoffish because i'm so shy and quiet and shit so luckily i don't have that problem anymore it seems like well you seem like a like a kind of a heady dude for sure i got a big ass head and and it's it's, (laughs) well it's like you know you don't come up with the 
lyrics and the wordplay that you do, unless you have a serious Eddie. Eddie's taking off, guys. Check out. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, nice to meet you. Appreciate you, man. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Yes, sir. Eddie's a man. Epiphany Magazine. Check it out. Epiphany, Epiphany. Epiphany Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a dude like you, man, you're, uh, I'm kind of the same way. There's, there's like this, there's like a constant, like almost like a, like a breakdown of everything happening around you. I mean, I could hear it in your lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I could hear it. Like, there's like a, you're breaking shit down as you're experiencing it. It's just like going into your head and it gets like into this weird subconscious level that you can access. For sure. Like, I, I so I used to rap like way back in the day, like at the bus stop. And I, I was just able to get into that, that space where there's just like shit popping up. It's like, I, I, I heard that in third grade. Where the fuck that come right, from? Right, right. You know what I mean? That's and it just beautiful. comes out. That's my favorite part about that shit. Because, yeah, it's like you, you said it perfectly. Like, you get to this certain space where it's almost like you're wearing, like, a VR headset and you're looking above yourself and there's just hella words and topics that you haven't thought about in, like, 10 years. And you're like, how did these even get here? I have no idea. And they're somehow lined up. Yep. Isn't that weird? That shit's dope. That's so cool. Like, you're saying some shit and, like, you already know the other shit that you're going to say Plus the shit that follows that. Right. And it's like, if you stop to think about it, you're going to fuck up. Yep. It's just like a, like a fucking weird stream of consciousness. Yes. And it's a muscle too. Like the more you do it, you naturally just start to tap in. Like I've put so many hours into freestyling and practicing that for me, like I can say one word that I've said a thousand times and all of a sudden it's like I unlock this whole word bank of other words that I've rhymed with it before, you know, or phrases that connect. So all of a sudden it's like, the more you do it, you just have, it's kind of like someone who goes to the gym and plays basketball. Like the more weird situations you have to find a way to dribble or pass out of, you just kind of like build that muscle memory. It's like, for me, it's been the same thing with freestyling. Like I'm not super on point cause I don't practice as much as I used to, but if I do it every day for a couple of weeks, I like get back in the groove again and it feels really like natural, you know? Yeah. So who were like, who are the MCs that you looked up to that was, that were like, Oh, these are the fucking guys, dude. That, that, yeah. That when you'd get high with your friends, you'd be like, you'd hit the repeat button real quick before they could fucking stop. Yeah. You could probably guess I'm like, I was a super big hip hop head. So it was always like Nas, Big L. I didn't get into Jay-Z till I was a little older, but then through Nas, as I hit my later years of high school, I started listening to J. Cole a lot because he was hella introspective and I related to that because I was always overthinking shit. So yeah, it was kind of like a lot of Nas. The earliest I remember, like, I mean, I've been listening to rap for a long time, but as far as like having my own MP3 player, picking the music I listened to, I downloaded uh, 36 Chambers Wu-Tang and I, I had this little cheap ass MP3 player with no screen. So I could only <laughs> put, I could only listen to whatever song came on next. So I just put that album on it and it would just play on repeat for probably like months at a time when I was in middle school and that was when I really like fell in love with rapping and like listening to flows and shit like that yeah and there's so much to mine there yeah because there's like there's nine different styles yep shit you know what I mean and and everyone's a fucking killer dude like and you know what I mean Nobody yeah. sounds alike. No, Everyone's got like, different fucking like Method Man is different from Ghostface. ODB and Riz are not like they're not even the same. Not, they're yeah. not even the same fucking species, dude. <laughs> but they all like coexist and they all fucking they all had this they had like the same energy. Yeah. You know cohesiveness, yeah. Yeah, dude. And that's and that's so hard to do with just like with one dude. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just hard to do like with, with somebody else, like and get in a studio and like put all this shit together. 
That's fucking, that's insane, dude. Yeah, that shit's always cool to think about. I think when I was younger, I would feel a little jealous of the idea of like, you hear about either like athletes who went to the same high school as other ha- athletes that made it pro or like artists who went to high school with actors and artists. Like when I was younger, I was like, man, I just wish I had a group of like-minded people who like wanted to do the same shit as me. Cause there wasn't really anyone else rapping in my high school. Like there were a few people who did their own thing, but no one ever wanted to be a part of something like together. And like I said, I've been doing it for since I was like 13. So it was just me and myself in my, by myself in my bedroom for years until finally I got a little older and started driving myself around to open mics and shit. And I found people to like do stuff with, but yeah, that's always been hella cool. You see like people who I've always wanted to be a part of a group or something, you know, I don't know about nowadays, but when I was younger, for sure. Yeah. And it's also when you're younger, I think it's, it's easier to like travel together right you know what i mean on this journey yeah when you're on your own it's like uh where the fuck am i going we all have our own shit going on when yeah, yeah you're especially up to an open mic by yourself right with a bunch of cats that you don't know yep and it's like well but that takes guts dude and that fucking builds character yeah for sure it's a lot scarier when you just jump out there but i think there's a certain level of comfort with it too because especially when i was going to open mics with like no written material it's like there when I wasn't as confident, it would be cool to know no one there knows me. So my mind's like, if I bomb, it's fine. If I totally suck, I'll leave and I won't see any of these people for till I come back next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so how did how did your project, your latest project, come about? It's a four song EP. How did that How did that come about? So. It's actually just a waterfall release single. So there it's actually it's like all the singles I've released and I just slapped them together. The reason I did it was uh nowadays to like get listeners, you got to play the whole like playlist game and like curation and I'm posting content on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube for each song. So if I'm posting and promoting content for a song, I might as well group it together with all the latest stuff that's in the same vein or at the same level as this music. And the, yeah, it's, they call it a waterfall release. I just learned about it like last year and I finally put it into practice. Oh. So I really should have been, it should have been, I put crowd breakout early on in the year and then I put Kevin after those two should have came out together. And then when I put how it goes, it should have been all three. And then when I drop another song next month, it should be like increasing, you know? So you just make it, it's technically a single, but you add one song on each time so that when someone clicks on your single, if they haven't heard the other ones, it automatically plays the next couple oh. songs. So yeah, it's technically not not an EP, but I'm just. But I'm old, so I'm gonna call nah, it a yeah, fucking but, EP. Yeah, yeah, it shows as an EP on Spotify, but yeah. it's like we're not. I'm not like pushing it as an EP or anything. Uh, it's pretty much just like, hey, if you haven't heard this other shit, here's all the other songs I've dropped recently, and then I will be probably putting a project out later this year that has everything together with like a cohesive art style and yeah, shit. Yeah, because so. all four of those songs are very cohesive, and it's uh, it's produced by John Wild, right? Yeah, he's produced all the latest shit for a while. I still make songs, I make beats and stuff. I've been doing that forever but it's more of like a therapeutic like make some shit that i feel and makes me kind of bounce and i just rap to it put a hook on and go but when i go to john's it's like we're making some unique shit that i've never thought of making and we always try to take a risk and take the turn that you would never expect so that's where all the latest music has come from yeah dude uh it's it's really musical so what what makes it stand out for me is like it doesn't sound like this there's a sacramento style yeah, for sure. Right? And it's like, okay, that's cool. Sacramento has a style. You know, that's not a bad thing. But it's like, it's the people who play with the style. Right. It's the people who break out of the style that kind of make 
they kind of solidify the style, right, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because then you have like, I feel like if I'm understanding what you're saying, it's almost like there's a baseline of the same kind of sound that comes from a certain area. And then there's a few people who step out and do their own shit. And because of them, it's like you can easily identify the sound more and the, yeah. the outliers. And then it's like you can, you can kind of appreciate this, everything because of the contrast that's created by all the different stuff that exists. Yeah, and, and eventually, you know, it, it, it all loops back around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, um, like the RZA was producing that shit the way he produced it. And then, you know, before that, it, everything was like a big boom, bap, boom. All the yep. East Coast shit was kind of like that. And that was like, okay, cool, cool. You you kind of knew what you were getting. And then there was like a lot of samples, you know, and, and they had, their musicality was in that. But when the RZA came through and he's like just taking sampling to a whole new level, sampling movies, sampling, yep. you know what I mean? Soundtracks and fucking playing with the, with the time, you know, co- compressing shit, yeah. putting it in the background in the corner so only, you only hear it when you're high like at two in the morning. You're like, what the fuck was that? Hey, what's that? Rewind that shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, fool, that was hella sick. Like that kind of shit. Later on, you know, you had a million other cats doing it. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of what the New York style in the 90s kind of became, you know. And even though it, it, it comes from like when you listen to, uh, was it like, what was his first album? Like Prince Ra- Rakim, mm. the, I forget what it's I called. I can't remember the full name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, like his first album was like, it sounded like, all the other shit that was going on at the time. Yep. And then there was just like this big fucking leap. I didn't listen. I didn't watch uh, season two of Wu-Tang. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The thing, but uh, I, I got through like the first season and that shit was sick, dude. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I got I to gotta watch that. Uh, someone had told me about that. There was a lot of like rap series and shit coming out at the same time on Netflix, like right after COVID. And I just never caught up with a lot of it. But I was going to say how you mentioned like how his first project sounded like everything else. And then he jumped away. I was actually recently revisiting, of course, naturally, young white kid rapping. I listened to a lot of Eminem and shit, you know. <laughs> so course. Eminem's first uh, project or album, whatever he called it, was Infinite that he dropped in like 96. And, and everyone kind of slept on it and shit on it because it sounded like everyone else. And then when he linked up with the dudes who helped him come up with the like Slim Shady uh, alter ego or whatever, that's when his music really just went crazy and took off and blew up. So it's crazy to think when you can look back at the history, most people start by emulating what they like. And then the more you do it, you just find the unique things about it. Like like going back to what you said, like this latest music is the most uh, musical, if you would say, because like John has his hands all over it, just writing. Like, I don't know if you have been around this dude when he's just sitting around instruments, but he can play piano, guitar, drums, make beats, rap, sing. So it's like naturally... You know, he's a fucking savant. Dude. Yeah, naturally yeah. you're in the studio with him and shit's going to get pretty fucking freaky real fast because like, you know, you got all this stuff at your disposal and you're just trying to make the coolest stuff possible. Like, I have this conversation all the time, but what people do now as far as going to the studio and just kind of creating and geeking out is no different than the dudes back in like the 60s and 70s that just had an 8-track and were like garage bands and jamming in the garage like we my dad was in a garage band for sure and i think there used to be a stereotype of like oh those dudes just like jam in the garage they're bums but now it's like everybody and their mom has a ipad with fl studio on it and you can record whole ass tracks sitting on the back of a car you know what i mean like yeah. there's artists that you can pull up that made whole albums on an iphone with a like the built-in mic and shit so it's just like the yeah, day and age uh, we're in is crazy the first person i i knew of that did that was uh uh, an artist by the name of Saint Vincent, 
Mm. And she did like her whole fucking, she did a whole album on Rock Band. Yeah, see, I'm not surprised at all. And I was like, what? I yeah, remember fucking, reading about this shit. And this was like in 2000, probably 2013. Yeah, I know. 2012. Um, the, this dude, Steve Lacey, made a whole album in either GarageBand or Logic, but it was on his phone. And he just like recorded into the phone microphone and mixed it and shit. Like, it's crazy how accessible this stuff is nowadays. Yeah, dude, because before you had to like go rent studio time. You had to, yep. and, that, and that's still a thing, right? That's For still sure. a thing because. As you know, like your beats are one thing, right? But when you when you get with somebody else and you guys have that magic together, yep. Like you and John, like you guys got magic. Like you, I'm sure you've fucked around with a lot of people, and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? But you know, like that's not it. It's cool, yeah. But it's not like oh, fuck. it's not the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of creating is trust. Like so, before I mean. The first night me and John met, we did make Holden, which is crazy. But before really? we even, yeah, before Holy we even shit. cracked it open, because long story short, my manager, Marshall, his friend is the friend. It somehow, I can't remember. I, and if they hear this, they're going to be mad that I don't remember. They have a mutual <laughs> friend, and I should know the exact relationship. I think it's like a friend's sister. But anyways, they were at this birthday party and Marshall saw John and was like, yo, and they hit it off and talked it for hella long and then eventually hit me up and we're like, let's go to the studio. And then literally that night I pull up, we talked for probably like three or four hours before we even touched any music and then just immediately made hold in. He had already started the beat and I wrote the verse while we were there and that was that. But um, yeah, you just kind of feel something. I think like when, when I was younger and especially in rap you kind of have this hunger like i gotta show up and body shit and be like the hardest and the coolest and all that but then maybe it's getting older and mellowing out or just the type of rap i listen to but i think you realize like i just want to make cool art so whether we talk for eight hours and don't even work on music sometimes i'll go to the studio and we don't even open shit up or maybe we sit down immediately and feel a vibe and you do it but it's like yeah, the trust and collaboration is everything. Because like you said, you might link up with 49 other people and it's like, eh, this was cool. It was fun to make. But it's, it's different when you leave somewhere and you know, like, damn, that was special. And it seems like yeah. that happens most times me and John link up. So there's definitely something special there. I don't even know what to call it. So I was in the prison band for like 10 years, 10 or 11 years. I was in, in the band program, there, the music program. And, you know, people just flooding through there dude you find guitar right. players a fucking dime a dozen dude and i play the guitar and, and i'm i'm pretty good at what i do and you know being able to play with other people it's like technically he's good and technically i'm good but there's just something that doesn't work yeah you know what i mean there's yeah. just something there and then when it and i probably played with 200 musicians probably over that time they just come through just like hey i got a guitar too or whatever however it worked and there's just like a handful, maybe like five or six that was like magic. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably, if I'm really being honest, it's probably like two that I was like, dude, this is fucking, as, as magic as that is, these two are fucking, there's, there's something you can't even like put into words. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, you don't have to like write it out. You don't have to talk about it. Yep. You don't have to, it's just, you know, we would do this thing. Um, where we would we'd, we'd play right we'd 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 start playing a rhythm and then somebody would start working out a melody to it yeah playing a lead or whatever and then we'd fucking change the chords mm -hmm. to be assholes right 
and we were so in tune with each other. We're just like I said, with just a couple of guys, I don't only do this with my like good friends. We were so in tune with each other that we could just find the changes. Right. You know what I mean? And just yeah, like, yeah. and we'd just be laughing, fucking like, oh, dude, you're fucking, you're an asshole for keeping up. Yep. You know what I mean? And Jamming and noodling. Yeah, that's just dope. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know where that comes from or where that goes. You know what I mean? I don't know where, like, where does that, how, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I know that shit happens a lot. Like, key changes happen a lot in, like, jazz music and shit. That's why people are, you can go such, down such deep rabbit holes with jazz music because it's like, they don't even follow keys in, in a lot of songs. They're just all over every key and scale imaginable. So to hear people do that shit live and like jamming and, and in a group setting, especially that's why I could never like jam like that. I could play a little guitar and I know like chords and shit on the piano, but I cannot jump in a jam because if, if we're going to be changing keys, it's going to take me a second to figure it out and I'm not going to be able to keep up. Well, one thing that a dude told me along, like when I first started, he's like, look, if you ever land on a bad note, Bend it a half step. Yep. Yeah, that's a good ass. Bend call it a right half there. step, dude. Yep. Just act and then do it again. He's like, and then do it again. So it sounds like you did that shit on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, like when you hit the wrong key on a piano and you just kind of slide into the next one up. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe that's the like right it's one. It's chromatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. chromatic, guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean that shit, it's like it's it, it it's magic, dude. Yeah. It's fucking magic. Cause like, and then where the fuck does the music go? Right. Like I like I nerd out on this shit hard, dude. Yeah, me like, too. Like when the, like, you know, when you kick a freestyle and that shit's fucking dope, dude. And you're like, oh, fuck. And everyone's like, holy fuck. And you fucking blew everybody's mind. Like, where did that go? Yeah, that shit's- It's not recorded. It's not, it's just like, it's this moment in time, this like special thing that can never be recreated. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of that. And I love that you brought that up because I think that's like- kind of like the chasing of the dragon as far as music goes for me is just that moment whether it be like it could be the song you performed a hundred times but that one time you did it it just felt like magic and you know that'll never happen again or maybe it will but it's never going to be exactly like that like even that show at cafe colonial for me that was my favorite set of mine yet and it was just because there were so many people in that room on pretty much the whole room was good vibes like whoever's there for john or me or uh, anyone else on the bill for that matter. It's like everyone was just showing love to each other. And then my family's there and my, I see friends. Like I can't look out in the crowd without seeing somebody who's in it. And then when you're on stage doing it, it just feels so good. Like I freestyled that night and it was just like, bro, I don't, I don't know if I could ever do that again. I don't remember. I didn't remember what I said five seconds after saying it, you know, yeah. that's how it goes. But you, it's like in a way you want, you want it to be recorded, but then there's also a charm to knowing like, if you were there, you felt you, it, and if everyone you were there, knew. You were there, yeah. yeah that's just so cool, dude. I was, um, I was like kind of partied out because the day before was my birthday, my birthday party, and I was kind of like partied out, kind of exhausted up. But I told John, like, you, you know, John's like the fucking nicest dude. He's like a fucking genuinely kind human. Yeah, rare, like <laughs> rare, dude. Yeah, and he'd like send me like, hey, dude, I got this show coming. You should come through, man. Slide through. I'm like, all right, cool. And I and I bailed on him like twice because something comes up. Yeah, that's a life. Something yeah, comes yeah, up. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh fuck. Sorry, bro. I couldn't. He's like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. But this one, I know it was his farewell. Yep. So I went to the show and like an asshole, they're they're sold out because I didn't pre-buy my ticket. Oh, uh, like, yeah, fuck. yeah. That's cool. And then, and then somebody didn't show up or something or whatever. The ticket guys were like, hey, bro. Like, hey, come here, man. Like, we got one for you. And I was like, oh, shit. And let's I go, go. Up there. Yeah, I and, remember and, seeing you inside after yeah, you told dude. me you couldn't get in. I was like, hey, you made it in here. Let's I was go. like, yeah, dude, fucking. It, but it was this interesting thing. And I don't know if it was planned this way, 
But Amber De La Rosa. Yep, Amber's dope as fuck. Amber's yeah. fucking amazing, dude. I, you know, I, I'm familiar with Moxie the band. I, I really like them. It's like it's like uh, it's like sad dance music. I fucking love it, dude. I'm a yeah. sucker for that shit. The '80s flair. Hell oh, yeah. I fucking love it, dude. And but it's just her and like a nylon string guitar, dude. And yep. she's just like. Had everybody in tears. Pouring and emotion fucking, and then, into the room. And she banter yeah. a little bit in between the songs and yep. like fucking, you know, crack some jokes, lighten the mood a little bit. And then back into like this fucking, like just tearing her fucking heart open for everybody. Yeah. And it, in a, in this interesting way, dude, it kind of made everybody emotionally available. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For you guys. I know, right? It's crazy because for me, I was wondering like, is it going to be crazy? Because I was thinking about how should I come out? And I ended up just coming out like an ignorant, yelling bastard, just going wild and it worked. But I was wondering like, is that going to be too much? Because she's clearly going to get everyone in their feels. But you're right. Like the emotional availability made everyone tapped in. So it was almost like- Yeah, because you guys are listening to it too. Yeah, like, yeah. You guys are like side stage, like yep. listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and it was her banter that kind of like added some levity to it. I was like, okay, you guys ready to cry again? Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. Like she's like, she knows what she's doing. For sure. And it was like, it was, it was, oh, cool. And then when you came up, it was like, everybody was ready. Full energy. Yeah. yeah everybody's yeah. like ready. Like, oh my God. Like, whew. Okay, let's go. Yep. And then it just fucking like the whole place was just, I remember just like stopping and like looking around and going like, fuck dude. Like this is. This is special. This is one of those things. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's recorded, and yeah, everyone's got videos. But it's like, if you were there, yeah, you know what kind of like magic that was. Yeah, you can't fake that shit. Because like I said, I literally did a show the night before, and it went great. The set was solid. I I was very confident. Everyone was showing love still. But like something about what was radiating in that room, just based off the way Amber set it off. I had my homie with me DJing. That's my, my lifelong friend. I had my nephews that are four and two in the front. Like my whole fam's there. Yeah. I see friends. It was just like, bro, you can't replicate that if you tried. And then John set. But John, of course, brings everybody together because like you said, that fool is just so genuine so it's cool when you fill a room full of genuine people that are just there because they care that's the kind of shit that happens like he could do that six seven days a week you know what i mean yeah for sure dude and i thought it was i thought it was cool like because he had the you know he had the the backing track for the uh for the songs and all that stuff and he's playing live guitar yeah he's got a live drummer yep and it just added it just felt like like this like the show just kept building yeah. You know what I mean? It just kept building. Like, cause you came on and then John comes on with you and like yep. all this shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude, this is like. Yeah, it was uh, a cool set. It really felt like a performance. Yeah. It was, it, he it did felt, the concerts in the park too. And it was the same way. He had Jordan drumming and then he brought me out for one song. And first of all, that was the biggest crowd I've been in front of. Dude said it was like 6,000. But even if it was a, a small day and it was three, that shit was insane. I was like, damn. So yeah, like you said, for it to swell like that and it, like the songs build, the backing tracks, the drums, he's doing solos. Like that's the thing. First of all, guitar solos, like unless you're going to a straight up rock show, I feel like that doesn't happen that often anymore. So to see a, a set like that where you're getting modern music and then you just see this dude with long ass hair and glasses ripping solos. Backwards is hat. It's such a unique experience. Shades dude. indoors. Yeah. Like tinted glasses Straight indoors up. at night. Never takes them off. Bro. It's some rock star shit, bro. Hell yeah. But bro, like, you know, I I'm so happy that you agreed to come on the podcast because like I I, I have these questions. Like I'm listening to like after your uh the thing dropped, I was like, oh fuck. I started going through your shit. And I was like, oh, 
I think I ran it. I think I ran into you before that. The last time I'd run into you was at um, uh, City Sounds. Yep. I ran into you at City Sounds, and I was like, "Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember I dig your stuff, bro. And I, yeah, I follow you on Instagram. I'm pretty sure." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And we talked, and I was like, "Yeah, to have you on the podcast." And I started going through your shit because I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna have this dude on the pod." And then uh, I think shortly thereafter, you is when you dropped. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. The, EP, yeah, yeah, it's EP, yeah, yeah. EP, the water, what is it called? Waterfall. Yeah, yeah, it's a single, which is a waterfall release. But EP, it don't really fucking matter. Like for me, a drop is a drop. You know what I'm saying? New ears are new ears. So yeah, EP. It was was just, bro. It's it's really cool. I want to play a little bit of it so people know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, K. Hella. Look at that. All right. Okay, so uh so how it goes. Yeah. Tell myself I ain't gonna do it again Till I get the urge Suddenly I'm gripping a pen I start to scribble words Synonyms and verbs As I'm kicking on my limits to the curb Sipping liquor till my vision getting blurred How I spend most nights Start some shit and never finish it The product of a lack of discipline An average citizen Been sitting on my ass long enough to dent the cushion in That's why my music tend to reflect the effort I'm putting in I don't have too many regrets Guess I shouldn't when I stay ten toes Every second that my foot was in The center of attention where they put me in So I'ma give them something to mention Before the hook begins Black Time don't wait for no one Sometimes it takes a toll on me If I can't change it, no one can And that's alright with me Time don't wait for no one Sometimes it takes a toll If I can't change it, no one can Man, if you want to listen to more, go check that shit out on on Spotify, on YouTube. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, thank you, know, you, bro. That shit's that shit's sick, and you could hear like the it's yeah, just like building yeah. tension. Like, dude, it's fucking it's genius. I picked these songs apart. Thank you. Hell yeah. And I mean, I picked these songs apart, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's so clever. Like the way you guys did that, and the way that led into the other one. It's like this big build, and then a drop. Yeah, and then you come back in, and it's like. Yeah, that shit's dope. Like I said, like we we kind of just aim to take as many risks as possible. Like for me, I was the most traditional like A B A B hip hop beat maker. But I've been making beats now for as long as I've been fucking rapping. They just weren't good for hella long. So now to have like more experience <laughs> of making my own beats, mixing shit, and like I know my way around a DAW or a digital audio workstation. So to be able to sit behind John, who's just like, it's kind of a master class whenever he opens this shit up. So it's just both of us throwing ideas out, trying weird shit until something sounds cool. And like, usually we know we're onto something when we don't know how we feel about it because it's like a weird turn. And then you listen to it little more and you're like the most interesting decision is usually the one that's like the the one that will pull people in you know yeah yeah it's like the scares like this could fuck it up yeah it could fuck it up or it's gonna pull people in because they never heard anything like it so because if you can get in that realm where they haven't heard anything like it you get a lot more benefit of the doubt for taking the risk in my opinion because it's like if you've heard it a million times you're gonna be that much more critical like if you're doing that same style that all the other people did, then you better be the best at it, you know? But if you're doing something no one's done, who knows if you're the best because no one's done it. Nobody's so, done it. As long as it sounds cool, then fuck it. Yeah, and I wanted, I wanted to tell you this, that 
this was on one of my play. This is on one of my playlists, and it's just like a fucking a good vibes playlist. Right. right? It's just like a fucking a good steady stream of energy, like the right kind of dips. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. It doesn't matter what order the songs come on. It's just fucking it's good vibes. Hell yeah. And this song came on, and we were we were in Napa at a friend's house. And there was probably like eight people and everyone's fucking drunk and smoking weed and fucking hanging out. And this this song came on and uh, one of the girls there goes like, she goes, dude, this song's fucking tight. Who is this? Let's go. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah. this is my boy K. Hella. You should check him out. I he love those kind of like, moments, man. Thank like, you. Oh, dude, Fuck this yeah. is cool. And then my boy was like, yeah, dude. He's like, was he from SAC? I go, yeah, dude, he's from SAC. He's fucking... Let's go, dude. Yeah, That's going to be on the sick. podcast. Thank you. I love that kind of shit. It's all love. Like, man, those are the moments, you know? Like, just if you fuck with the music and you happen to, like, be around other people, it's it's cool. It's the most flattering thing when you just feel something and you don't even know what it is, you know? Like, yeah, like that's that's really what I do. Like, I'll, I'll put on playlists of music I've never heard and shuffle, and I'm not even looking at the songs, but as soon as I hear something that makes me feel something, I'm like, I got to find out who this is. That shit is so dope. Yeah. I, I nerd out on music, dude. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like, I'm obsessed with, um, with, like, uh, with hollow notes, mm. like the way they they structure melodies, with the way they they fucking pull a a beat back, yeah, yeah, to yeah. hold everything back while everything else is like pulling ahead just a little bit, yeah. But it's still like on the one, but they're just like stretching that fucking and out. Yeah, you know, that was like a... one and two and three for the non musicians, like one and two and three. It's a it's the downbeat, yeah. And there's a there's a magic thing that you can do to stretch the and out. Yep. And it just makes it like it it fucking pulls you in yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. done right. And it's like fuck. And then like other songs like um I'm into like uh, right now kind of like Steely Dan. Okay, yeah. Shit like that like this jazzy kind yeah, of nerd yeah. rock. And they're just like they're fucking these dorky dudes talking about doing cocaine and drinking Cuervo gold and shit. And it's like Dude, what is um who I I I shouldn't even be saying it if I don't know the artist. Whose album is it that's the Royal Scam? That's uh hold on, I gotta look it up now so I can make sure. I'm pretty sure it is Steely Dan. Yeah. So the Royal Scam, this is like you're talking about all the music my dad listened to when I was growing up. But most recently I went down a rabbit hole of like I was listening to the band Camel a lot because they have some crazy like 15 minute ballads. And then Steely Dan, I was listening to the Royal Scam because my dad told me to revisit that album. And that shit is crazy. I love that kind of music Dude, so much. Asia is amazing. It's an amazing album. Asia, Pretzel Logic, they're all just they're they're just master musicians and they yeah. just and, and they just make the music that they fucking want to make. Yep. Dude, I I love that. I love weirdos who just go, "Yeah, no, I like it." Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude, that's where like you said, like the people who stand out from the group because I mean, I feel like a lot of times if you're making something different than what everyone else is making, it is because it's what interests you the most. So, I feel like you just get the most genuine shit when you see somebody branch off and do whatever they think is cool. Yeah, what's the use of taking chances if it's not going to be your chance? Right. Because you take a chance by not taking a chance. Right. I mean, playing it safe. Should we just play it safe? Yeah. See, that's a whole other conversation in itself with how many times I like had played it safe and never... I was super scared, to be honest, to be like the backpack rapper hip-hop kid because that's all I listened to. So I would try to make modern shit and it never sounded as good because it didn't sound like genuine or anything. So that's why the last couple of years working with John and myself and just like being unapologetically who I am has been the best result so far, which just 
people telling me they fuck with it, which I wasn't getting told a lot back in the day. So now it's like, cool, people like it. It must be right. I'm going to just keep doing what feels good. Hell yeah, bro. So who, like what, if you could write out the next three years, Mm -hmm. like what venues do you want to play? Like who, who would you like to work with? Like just put it out in the fucking universe, dude. Shit. Because then we'll have it on tape. Like, yeah, yeah this yeah, fucking yeah. dude said it, and then look, he did it. Um, three years is a big time window. Anything can happen in that time frame. Uh, I got to knock out some classics like Harlow's, maybe an opening spot at Ace of Spades would be dope. I'll perform anywhere that'll have me. Like, doing some shows in L.A. would be pretty sick. Um, as far as people I want to work with, I could shoot big and say somebody like The Alchemist would be sick because I'm a hip-hop head, and that would be like yeah. a dream come true. Um, I definitely got to get one in with my dog, Nate Curry. That's long overdue. The Sacramento homie. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Bugby. I got to get some working with my dog, Bugby. And 95 Mills, a lot of local names. They got the... 95 Mills has the uh, Light the Beam song that they play in the arena. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I I, I mean, I, I want to reach for people that I, I know and we could have, like, the relationship. I care more about building a relationship in, like, art that is feels cool to us you know when i was younger it was like where can i pay to get studio time or buy a beat that's going to take me to the next level but now it's like who can i just enjoy making this art with and share it with anybody who's going to feel the same vibe you know that's it dude that's i think that's the most important thing for any artist like in any discipline dude is like your tribe just feel it yep yeah dude like what who do you who do you feel the connection with yeah yeah, because when kind of like um, earlier when I was saying with like the whole leg thing and shit, I'm thinking like I'm getting older. What do I want to do with the music stuff? What am I doing? Like, why am I making it? Why am I putting it out? And for me, that's when I realized like I'm just making it for my friends and family to enjoy. If I can be like 55, 60 and put my music on at a barbecue and feel good about it and be like, damn, that was me when I was young doing this at this place, at this venue and skating and this shit. Like, that's really all I want. Like, I'll take it to the stars if that opportunity occurs. If the bus pulls up, I'm going to hop on it for sure. But I just want to make shit. I want to have a stack of music that I'm proud of and memories because of it. Like Cafe Colonial, I'll never forget that night. It was a beautiful event in like just like if I can have like 10 to 20 more of those and maybe three to five more full bodies of work and shit, like that's a W no matter how scalable it is at the end of the day. I think that's beautiful. Dude. And I don't want to say I'm selling myself short. Like I said, I'll do a hundred projects and a thousand shows if possible. But you know what I'm saying? Like I always said, if I, if I had to be like, working a minimum wage job or a coffee shop at like 35 or something and I'm just going home and making music and being a little art nerd, that would be a way doper life than doing what I'm doing now, working in a call center. So, you know what I'm saying? Shit, I'll take what I can get. Bro, I whenever I find myself in a situation that I can't wait to get the fuck out of, mm-hmm. I always stop. This is just me, dude. I always stop and I go... Remember this shit. Yep. Remember this shit. Because this is temporary. And one day I'm going to look back on it and say, look, this is where I came from. And it taught me this. I'm a firm believer that whenever you're in a fucking situation that sucks, then you're like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like it's teaching you something. For sure. It's teaching you something. And the faster you can learn that lesson, 
the faster you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Because the door is, it's like this weird thing. It's like, it's like when you finish a quest in a video game, you're like, dun, 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 dun. Hey. it's like, oh, you completed the quest. Oh, shit, and then you're you like, oh, fuck, you just went through all this shit. You had to kill all these fucking yeah. trolls and shit. And then you made it to the end. And then. Dun, 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 dun. But see, then, then you, some, a door, fucking magic door opens up. Yeah. And then the adventure continues. But you can't get to that adventure until you fucking. Right maxed out this shit and then you realize like damn actually maybe the funnest part about this was killing the trolls back two levels ago actually you know like yeah i i I think especially when you're young looking at like what could be you fail to realize that the journey there is the best part like i think that's why my answer is now to questions like what do you see for this year who do you want to work with and shit is more just like i just want to have fun and enjoy whatever it is because it used to be like i didn't i didn't appreciate the moment for what it was like ah, i have to put all this work in to do all this content and you don't have to do anything you could stop everything you're doing right now but you were you got to remember you were doing it for a reason clearly you wanted to build something so really there's there's positives to every part of it even if it's the things that you might like the least or be the most annoying like for me i take calls all day working on the phone and there's times where i'm like bro i want to just go crazy and curse this person out but then i realize all these conversations is just me learning people skills and i'm kind of just like in the trenches talking to people and like you're you're really in the depth when because the nature of my work is i'm dealing with people who just want to say the meanest things to me and shit you know (laughs) so it's like there's days where you're like oh my what the and you're getting mad but it's like i'm actually thankful at the same time that i work for a a a company that puts me in a spot where i can clock out and use sick time and go to shows and do all this and now it's like i'm i'm gonna be wrapping up my 20s spending more time on music and shit than i ever have in my whole life and like i said i was doing this 10 years ago so to be able to still do this now is like damn we i feel like i made it already so i'm gonna just keep doing the same shit well you're only getting better bro yep you're only getting better it's it's some magic shit and i'm happy to be like here at this time like watching your ascent Thank you, man. Hey, I'm happy to be a part of what you got going on. I went through and skimmed through some episodes, man. This is dope. You're in the 70s or 80s now? I think I'm. I think this is like 77 or 78. Hell yeah! Like but there's a there's a few missing episodes. Right. Okay. They, okay. they, they got lost. They got corrupted. In yeah, the I know how that shit goes. Believe me, bro. <laughs> so you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. Ran this a few times. Also, um, I got to talk to Mari about this too. Is I the the goal is when I hit a hundred, I want to have a party yeah basically just a mixer nice everybody who's Get been all on the, the podcast guests. hell yeah i like Have that all idea. the guests back on come on guys it's a class reunion and everyone's just gonna come in and fucking that's dope man fuck around you know and just have a fucking have a time dude yeah you're, you're like building your own universe because then it's like all these people connected through you and something you do and like podcasting is an art in itself it's a dope ass thing to even be able to carry an interesting conversation to be genuine for an hour or two whatever length of an episode so then to bring all these people to a a safe space and just let people connect is dope yeah dude just be like hey look it's it's nothing but just everyone just say me saying thank you to everybody yep good for vibes. Being a part of this shit because dude i met such cool people and I just like randomly dm people be like hey would you like to be on the podcast hell yeah and then you know we sit here for an hour and a half whatever and shoot the shit and then from that point on whenever i see them I'm like hey what's up dude yeah i might not know anybody at the art show if i see them I'm like hey dude what's yep. up man what are you doing oh bro i'm chilling hey i want you to meet my friend hey i want you to meet my wife i want you to meet it's fucking cool dude yeah yeah this the kind of connection you get off some shit like this is different because 
you both went out of your way to spend time to just shoot the shit. Like, this shoot is what shit. it's about, man. This is dope. Yeah, artists meeting artists. Yep. So, and appreciating yeah, art. Well, and dude, whenever you have like a... Because it's, it's almost time to wrap up. What time is it? Shit, it's about that. It's got a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. But I, I close everything off like this. I say, you know, God forbid... God forbid. You clock in at the call center or you're you're on your way to the call center and you just fucking nobody hears from you again. You just yep. like disappeared. You fucking I don't know, you fucking moved to Belize under a fucking assumed name. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. We Witness just don't protection. hear from you. And all that's left is your legacy, dude. Yeah. The things you leave behind. Yep. What do you hope your legacy is at the end of the day? Um Dang, maybe I haven't been as introspective in a while as I thought, but I really think it's just about like, it's going to go back to some cliche basic shit, like being kind to others and just like allowing people to feel comfortable around myself or around, uh, around others, especially if I'm gone already, right? But it's like, I don't know. I think the most important thing you could do as a human is just create or give off a vibe that it's like, it's safe to be who you are wherever you're at and you're not judged and other people deserve to know that, you know, cause so many of us live in a space where we feel like reserved or we feel like we're self-conscious or like we're nowadays we're in a day and age where like depression and anxiety is at the forefront of so much. So if, if all I can say is just to like get the hell out of your head and be yourself. And then that's what people hear when they think of me beautiful. Cause that's what I've done for myself. And that's, I'm as happy as I've ever been, you know, Kevin, you're a fucking gem, bro. Let's go, dude. Appreciate All right. So you. before we bounce, what what are your uh, what are your your socials? Your uh, you know what what do you got? YouTube? Uh, yeah, I got Insta, um, every social media platform at Hella himself. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, X, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, whatever you got. Lock me in, tap in, hit me up, DM. I'm down to work with whoever. Make beats, cover arts, rap, shoot the shit. I don't care. I'm just here to spread vibes. If you don't hit me up at all, it's all good. But if you do, appreciate you. I imagine if you made it this far, you're probably going to pull something up. So tap in. Oh, bro. It's uh, it's been an honor. And we'll run it back, bro. Hell if you yeah. want to promote some shit, hit me up and we'll uh, we'll run it back. Appreciate you having me, man. Art oh, everywhere. Course, this shit is dope. Let's go. And with that, this podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Gallery. Yes, sir.